Hello, and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 9th of November. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money, and hey, sometimes it's us. Bum, 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 bum. So, yesterday was so annoying, I also thought it was annoying. I also had a lot of the very good plays on the main slate that did not pan out, but in true last night style, I was like, Screw it. I still see some good plays on the late slate. I guess everybody's going to play Strother. I don't think that makes any sense. I'm not going to play Strother. I'm going to see what I can do without it. And I took down the 888 qualifier, satellite, whatever. And I almost beat Frankie Bourne for the 2500 qualifier, uh, satellite, whatever. It was it was a wild ROI night. And I did want to point out, my wife's like, you know, have you mentioned in a while that you're really good at basketball gambling? And I haven't. So let me get to this a little earlier in the show, this time for before everybody starts dropping off. The reason I make this show and whenever I make these shows in general, it's because I have a positive ROI lifetime. And in particular, this has been a very good basketball year, obviously 435% ROI. I can't be complaining about, you know, luck for a while still, right? I mean, like, so this is my play style. I play low, low stakes and I smash and then I, I play for tickets. I get an 888 qualifier. And then a few Wednesdays from now, Maybe you see me taking home whatever it is, 250 in, in that ridiculous high stakes competition. I have to practice that a little bit for the upcoming um, Tournament of Champions because, yeah, high stakes people are really hard to beat. And uh, if I don't play it a little bit, I'm not going to be able to beat you guys. Okay, so on to today's slate. Um, please like, comment, subscribe, etc. It's good to uh, see you guys as always. We're over 130 subscribers now across all media. So that's dope, guys. Really, really love to have you here. You should join our Discord. I think only like 50 or 60 of you are over at the Discord. So just ask me for an invite. I'm DFS underscore PhD on Discord. I think that's how it works. I don't, I'm kind of old, so that might not be helpful. For today's slate, it's kind of a fun one. Um, you obviously have to pay attention to news. We've got a, a little bit of questionable uh, people. Hey, bud. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you got to play this really well. I love you, buddy. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. All right. Naked child, not on screen. Over there. Um. Anyway, so uh, let's see. So today's uh, slate is all about backup centers. If you don't like backup centers, don't play this slate because that's what you're going to have to play and you're going to have to feel okay about it. Um. But that's fun. That's exactly what I like to do. Settings wise, I'm playing it kind of like a a blend of a showdown and a main slate because it's only two games. So I'm allowing a little more wiggle room and salary. I'm making myself leave a few hundred dollars on the table just to avoid very, very overdue lineups. And then I'm setting a uh, I'm setting the geometric mean. So it's basically still a uh, a unique lineup expected. I'm doing one point four now instead of like two or whatever. But that's leaving me with a 28% geometric mean on my lineup, which I was still getting to 100% Giannis, so it's obviously not doing very much. Other rules we have for today's slate are, uh, what if we have Miles, foul, Miles Turner foul trouble? They are going against Milwaukee. It's not inconceivable that Giannis gets a number of people on this team in foul trouble. So you must have that. And if you played this with us a couple of slates ago, hopefully you're playing Jalen Smith last night like I was. That's part of the winning winning combination. Um, but he gets in foul trouble too. Like he can smash in 14 minutes and still be in foul trouble. And still there's a smattering of minutes for Isaiah Jackson. So it's very possible. I mean, honestly, like 
I built this rule as a max one. You could choose a max two if you want to out of Miles Turner, Jalen Smith, and Isaiah Jackson. It's possible two of them cover value, but that's a little bit a little bit too speculative for my 20 today, I think. If you're doing 150, I think maybe it's a max two of three of these guys. And then let me see if I still agree with where I've got them. Yeah, Jalen Smith, 28. Yeah, Miles Turner, 35, or Isaiah Jackson, 15. If I'm doing a max two of three, do I have to make any of those a little bit more? Probably, maybe. Um, Miles Turner, I don't want to cap you at 35% on a slate like this. Okay, well, I'm not getting there anyway. Uh, okay, so, right. So I've goosed their um, totals as well. So Okongwu was projected for like 25. I got him for like 30 because in the case where Capella gets in foul trouble, he gets a lot of run and smashes. Also, they're not running Capella more than like 27, 30 minutes in a competitive game. So he's getting to 34 in my model, my model of my guess. But it's because he gets there with usage, not with minutes, right? Like for some reason, they're taking it easy on him, even without foul trouble. Don't love to see that. Don't want to be 60% now that I've said that. Uh, let's be 50%. I'm also, by the way, doing showdown at the end of this, just for people who may be wondering if my if I'm going anywhere with this. Yes, I also have an interesting showdown take because maybe I'm just better at that. I mean, like that's where I won the 888 yesterday. That's where I won my $100,000. Granted, I've won $10,000 at um, Classic as well. Like, uh, But I don't know. It's just uh, on a two-game slate, especially this feels like a you know, throw some darts, right? Get, get your backup centers right. Obviously, you got Gogo Bataste. He's a possibility. You got Mo Wagner. It's a possibility. You got to play those possibilities. But at the end of the day, that's flipping two coins and hoping that both of them turn up heads for you, right? I mean, and that's what I'm saying is maybe we get lucky. And by getting the structure of the coin right with uh, Miles Turner, and including a smattering of Isaiah Jackson, where the field's at no Isaiah Jackson. I mean, like, if you guys had to guess, I have this pulled up, so I'll just show it to you after you have a chance to guess. How many games in the last, what did he do, nine, eight? How many games in the last eight do you think Isaiah Jackson has played? Ding, 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 ding. The answer is three. He's played three minutes in the last eight, or three games in the last eight, and on average has played 15 minutes in those games. And Isaiah Jackson is a great point-per-minute guy. He's going to do ridiculous four blocks, two blocks, zero blocks. But I mean, you know, that's an average of two blocks out there in 15 minutes. He's going to give you like 15 fantasy points easy just by standing there and being big. And I mean, it's probably blowout minutes. He's probably not playing against Giannis, right? I mean, by the time Giannis has burned through foul trouble of two other guys, he's facing like bench guys, you know? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. For sure, I think the estimates for the uh, Orlando guys are wrong because they can't go small. Like, Atlanta is not small. You can't have anybody besides Mo Wagner or, I mean, who who would we have projected besides Mo Wagner and Goga? And number one, you got to have those guys projected for 48 minutes. That's ridiculous to not have them projected for 48 minutes. They must be, yeah, we got some 12 minutes of Jonathan Isaac or something here. Not at the center. I hope that that's not at the five. I mean, against against like Okongwu or against Capella, Jonathan Isaac. I mean, woo. That will not be pretty. So that's what I think my difference between the, the native Sabresim breakdown of the minutes and just what I think is going to happen. I think every single game this year, Capella and Okongwu's minutes have added up to 48. So I think they're going to add up to 48 again. And I think it's going to be ridiculous to try to put Jonathan Isaac on them. So as a result, I'm high on the other Orlando centers. That's enough. Let me get on to the, uh, the showdown. 
which as you can guess, is a lot of the same things. Now, I, uh, I'm being more a oh, pool of 32 lineups. Well, 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 that's a bit restrictive. A little more restrictive than I want it to be there. But these are reasonable lineups, so I might just stick with it. Okay, so let me explain what I've done that's so restrictive. Orlando centers max one, Capella foul trouble. So these are the standard center fork for uh, Mo Wagner and um, Goga, and then also Okongu and Capella, because one of them smashes, one of them doesn't. That's how it works. I mean, small percentage chance that they both smash. If you're playing 150, you can relax the rule how you feel. But I decided to do a unique... I, I want to try to win $1,000, but I don't want to play like a bunch of money. So I'm not going to put into $15 every night to try to win 50K or whatever. I'm just going to try to max the $1 and see if I can win that a few times in the showdowns. And so keep my tools sharp for the playoffs. You know what I mean? So this is interesting because I like all these plays. So I'll probably just play these lineups, even though it only gave me a pool of 32 possibilities, which means it's going to be heavily duped if, if you guys play this lineups, which means, huh. okay, well, I can't show you the lineups, obviously. I'm not sure they will be the lineups. We have some questionable uh, people. Markel Fultz well, could change the slate. If Isaac, he's going to play. But I mean, like, is he going to play, right? Like, even if he's ruled in, I don't know. It's uh, maybe he plays at the four, maybe. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the guys that I just can't get to because they're way over-owned are, yeah, anybody who's over 2%. So this is possibly too restrictive of an ownership condition. And if I want to win $1,000, I'm going to have to play a higher stakes contest than the $1. Or I'm going to have to play a different salary range. I don't know. It seems like, yeah, 25% captain for Trey Young. I don't even want DeJounte, even if I could have him. Franz 14, 15%. These guys are just at their optimal captain already. There's no meat on the bone for me. I don't I don't think you're going to be able to get unique from there. Jalen Johnson and Okongwu, I'm surprised. We're not seeing any of them in the pool at all. So I think there might be, I might need to check on, you know, currently this is what geometric mean. This is 21.3. So for a uniques of 1.4. So if you want to be strictly unique, these are your captain plays. Your um, Capella, Goga, Mo Wagner, and Bo Bogdan. You've got to play with captains that are in the ownership, whatever, whichever ones you like in this range of 1% to 2%. That's how you get unique. You start there and then you keep yourself in the range of 48K to 49.5K. And there's a bunch of lineups. Like there's like, um, it's like about 40 lineups in this range that you could probably land on, win $1,000 with about 0.1 to 0.2% odds. So probably where I'm going for this uh, slate. You can see, obviously, I have other. If you are looking for optimal ROI and not just unique on this slate, you probably play Trey Young. You probably play Bankero. You probably play. You probably allow Murray and Franz Wagner lineups, Captain. But you know that's not how you win a GPP solo tonight. You probably not. I don't think so because you've got other options, right? People are just massively underprojecting Goga. They're massively underprojecting Mo Wagner. They're massively underprojecting Clint Capella. They're. I mean, just I don't understand where that's coming from. Don't, don't get it. I mean, he, he could smash. If you guys not watch Clint Capella, you get like five stocks or something. Most of them blocks, but you know. Um, yeah, so I, wow. I'm at 0% Okamu at all. It's kind of nuts. Don't really feel, don't really feel that strongly about that. So, you know, feel free to play Okamu. That's not, that's not a stand I share with Saber Sim. I think he's the best value on the slate. Does that mean I have a ton of him at captain? Hopefully. I also don't have any of him at captain at five percent okay we've we're gonna have to 
mess around with some maybe that's a salary restriction issue yeah okay okay we're gonna we're gonna definitely have some okongo captain guys that's not gonna stand in a final draft uh these are good lineups here but we're gonna have to allow a lower salary range to capture some of these okongo lineups uh hold on i have to reset my timer and check on sims value you should always check when you're entering um satellites i say to do positive ev for satellites it's not about how many people are in it when you enter, unless you're entering at the last minute, right? So that's what I'm doing. I'm setting my timer for every single Sims lock button. And then I, I review. And if it seems attractive to me, then I take it. And if not, I don't do it. So right now, for instance, okay, I have enough NASCAR race tickets. But if I, you know, was still looking to to uh, pack those on, just like I think I can get those at 2x easy today. And so I'm not, not as attractive to see 60%, even though I know that's above my long-term average of 40%. To figure out your percent ROI, you can do the value of the ticket divided by the number of entrants it would be if you were in there for a $1 competition. Basically, yeah. Uh, if you can't do quick math, this is not for you. And uh, sorry. But if you can do quick math and understand what expected value means, this is an easy way to make some quick money. Madden stream. Okay. So for instance, it's about a double up. They run the pitch and putt every week. I've been watching this competition a little bit. So, okay, that's a double up for, it's already happening, right? Like it's tomorrow. Yeah. So that's a double up for tonight. So that's attractive to me. So this is a 15 people are in it. There's 30 people. It would be zero VIG. So I know that's a, almost hundred percent expected value. There's one and a half minutes left. It's probably not going to fill. Let me put my most favorite of these lineups that's lower. So my lower risk lineup, the one with three RBs. Yep. That's good. That's a Tua, Tyreek, Noah Brown. Yep. Okay. So we have locked in some expected value. And by the way, did I even say that was part of last night? No, I don't think I did. I didn't ever send myself my, uh, yeah. So in my win last night, it wasn't just that I won. It was that there was expected value to be had. So yeah, that was fun. I won $800, whatever. But this is the thing that was important. So I won in a positive expected value situation. If I won the mega, that would have been fun, winning 2,500 bucks. But it was like not positive expected value by the end because it's freaking sharks. Everybody wants to enter that mega $2,500 millimaker. So a zillion sharks will descend. You cannot, for those big money competitions where there's small numbers, those dudes have notification systems at least as advanced as my little clock watch, stopwatch thing. And they have tens of thousands of dollars. They are not going to let those go unfilled. You will not catch them slipping. You might get it even. So that's why like today I took my shot because I knew I, it was close to even for that mega qualifier. But the, those dudes at the top are not going to slip. The satellite strategy is not slipping them by. So you got to catch them in some weird space where they're not paying attention or where it's so what happens here with this particular competition I have up right now, it's the uh, mega mega eights satellite. It's a $15 satellite. Not many non-sharks are getting there. Not many non-sharks are playing the 888, but this is a max two satellite that needs freaking like, I don't know, 70, 80 people to fill. They're not 70 or 80 people doing that, right? Like, they, I mean, there's like 10 or 15 of them. They they will all be in it immediately. And then it's a half-filled competition for the rest of the day. Pay attention tonight and see if it's still that way. Obviously, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join it if it's not, you, you see my strategy in terms of like expected value. Um, I don't join it if it wasn't, I only did this because it was 30% positive expected value and I won $800. So that's awesome. But I don't care about the $800 specifically. That's nice. I mean, hopefully it pans out and is $200,000 in the future, but I'm, most likely it's not, but most likely it becomes nothing. 
And this was just a positive expected value exercise. And that's fine too. Positive expected value exercises. Again, let's go back to the original graph. Again, don't expect this, but this is the long-term graph of if you continue to do positive expected value things, you make a lot of money. So, you know, yes, also for extended periods, you do not make money, right? So that's why it's important to have faith and why I think it's like my like uh, whole shtick here about you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. I'm trying to talk to myself here. I'm trying to talk to myself here where I'm like down $1,000 on the year. I'm like feeling bad. Or I'm down here. I'm down like 15000 from playing loose with 15000 free dollars that happened. You know, so I won not just 100 in that week. I won $135,000 or something crazy. And so obviously I was playing a little too loose. It was immediately encountering sharks and probably should not have lost $15,000 so fast. But after that, you know, I tightened it back to original principles and we're back for, you know, for the new year. So that's uh, why we play positive expected value plays every night. And I don't remember if I had more of a point to this, but I think you can definitely get to some other people besides these captains that I've chosen here. These are just like, if you're definitely shooting for um, uniques, you would go to Goga, you would go to Bogdan, you would go to Clint, you would go to Mo. I don't really understand why those guys are so low owned. If it turns out on your um, projection system, you've got Jalen Johnson or Okamu lower owned at captain, go there. I mean, I like those guys too. All right. So now that I've said every single possible thing could possibly happen tonight so that you can hopefully think back and remember the, the one that does happen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm just trying to cover all, I'm trying to cover the things that could happen. That's like the way, if you're 20 maxing, you're 150 maxing, you should be thinking about everything that can happen, you know, like, so yeah, as a tout, it's, it's like, yeah, anything can happen. So maybe that's why there's no MME touts, right? I mean, cause like, I'm not, I'm not ever really telling you to make a huge stand. If you're 150 maxing, the number one thing you should be doing is covering all your bases. Why is someone calling me from Hawaii? Don't, what? That's a, that's clever telemarketing. All right. Well, remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And uh, might as well be us.